Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Racing with Ryan. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens, and we have a lot to talk about here on this week's episode. We were back racing on the high banks of the New Smyrna Speedway, and we are going to hear from some of the winners from this past Saturday night since we didn't get to do live victory lane interviews. I've given them a chance to call in and talk about their nights, thank their sponsors and all that good stuff here. So that is the first thing you'll hear on this week's episode. After that, I'll chime in, give you my thoughts on the evening. Then we'll talk a little bit of NASCAR. Michigan was in action this weekend. I thought it was a pretty decent race. So I'm going to talk about the good and the bad there. And then we have a very special guest at the end of the show. We're going to branch out. We're going to get away from New Smyrna. We're going to get away from NASCAR. We're going to hear from Michelle Rudolph on the end of the show. And she'll be telling us a little about her career and what she's been up to this year. And who knows, maybe we'll see her on the high banks before too long. So before we get into all that, let's hear from our winners from the new Smyrna Speedway this Saturday night. Enjoy. All right, folks, on the line now we have George Spears, the winner of the LKQ Superstock 25-lap feature this Saturday night. And, uh, George, like I told you, I, I saw you after the race, like I told you, I think you had the fans on their feet this weekend more than any other driver or any other class. Yeah, the car was good, you know, from the heat to the feature. We made a couple small adjustments after the heat and freed the car up. It was a little too tight. Um, I think we actually may still have a little more room to free it up a little more and uh, hopefully get a little more speed out of it. Well, you've had a very interesting season. You started off really fast in the old 18 car, then you got caught up in one of the many mishaps that they've had this year, and now you're in what you call the Franken car, and yet you're still quick. You're still beating everybody. It's it's amazing what you've been through this year, and you're still winning. Yeah, the 18 car, we know it, it's not totaled. We uh, just we could never find the speed out of it that we really needed, so we took a lot of the parts off of it and put on this one and uh it's still sitting in the barn you know i mean it has no suspension on it or a lot of the body's gone off of it the, the dash we took out of it and all the gauges i mean we pretty much stripped it you could say but uh the chassis and the body is still there uh minus the front end because we used the front fenders and the nose and the hood and everything off of it but uh other than that, it's still sitting there. We've still got some plans for it, maybe for uh, maybe for Gage next year, or I don't know what I'm going to do next year. You know, the, the, it's so expensive to do this. I don't think I can afford two cars, so I may have to take a little siesta and let Gage get in and drive for a little while and see how he does. Plus with, plus, with getting him in the car, it's hard for me to critique his driving when I'm out there racing with him until I watch a video or something. That's very true. It sounds like you might be becoming a car owner here pretty soon. Yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> but uh, I, it, it'll probably have to happen, unfortunately. I know he's been itching to get racing. It'd be, you know, got to get that next generation going, kind of like uh, LeBeau's got going with his kid. But um, I mean, that'll be, it'll be inter interesting to see if, if that's the direction you all go. But. Um, Let's get back to uh, Saturday here in the heat race. You and you and Bobby Holly, you guys have been going at it all year. Um, th this week in particular, really, really good racing. Uh, tell us about that last lap pass in the heat to still win there. 
Oh, it was. It was a really good race, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun when you can drive like that, and nobody's you know just banging off. It's one thing to get a tire up or something, but you know some things are different sometimes. But yeah, it was a really good run. It was fun. I kept trying the bottom on him, and he would get he had just enough that he could chop my nose off and keep me from getting under there. And uh, when we came out of four, coming to the white flag there, he got loose on the bottom, and I just let mine go all the way out to the wall and uh, got that good run down the front stretch. I knew if I was able to get beside him in, in one and two that I would have him that I would have him down the back, back stretch because, you know, once you get that run off of two, if you got somebody pinched on the bottom, you're going to go by them. So it was, it was a lot of fun, and I, I'm sure the fans really enjoyed it. Oh, they definitely did. Looking out the window and watching them, I mean, they were on their feet cheering. I, I love it when the crowd gets like that, so... I mean, and that, that was just a heat race, and, and the crowd loved it. So, uh, of course, you wanted to come out and win the feature. You pretty much dominated that thing. Um, it's a good day for the Spears family, though, finishing 1-2 with your brother right behind you. Yeah, it definitely was. You know, that's our first 1-2 finish, finally. We've had, I think we've had a couple 2-3s, and he's had a, a first, and I've been third or whatever. That was our first 1-2. So, that was definitely something special for the family, and uh Hopefully we can uh, double down on it next time. What's it What's it like looking in your mirror and having your brother behind you? Does that make you drive harder? Does that make you not drive as hard as if it were somebody else in your mirror there? Or you don't care who's behind you, you, you want to beat them? Uh, well, yeah, naturally I want to beat them. But, uh, I, you know, I, I know my brother's not going to do anything stupid to, to jeopardize us because then we'll be working on two cars all week long over – something stupid so <laughs> yeah uh it, it is kind of a a, refla- a a relaxing factor to have him behind me a little bit but uh i'm still gonna race him as hard as i race anybody else but we, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we don't you know do anything stupid now of course you didn't want the first one to finish to be behind him of course you wanted to beat him right of course i think he's already got his two wins for the season or he might have three now i can't remember but that was my second one for the season so so now you guys will be battling each other to see who's going to have the most wins at the end of this thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and really the only points battle we have is between him and I anyways. We we can't really catch Bobby. I mean, he's he'd have to have like three bad nights in a row. And we don't have enough cars for him to have a really bad night, you know what I mean? Or, or us for that fact. I mean, it can work in our favor as well. But there's just we – don't, we don't have enough car count to, you know – to make up that deficit that we have i mean it's not mathematically impossible when i was looking at things but i mean you're right bobby's going to need something catastrophic and it's just he's been so consistent all year even when you guys are on it he's right there in third or fourth and or second or whatever it is so i mean he's had a great year you guys have had a great year despite some of the mishaps but it's tough with with like you said, we get about eight, ten of these things a week, so he'd have to almost not qualify for a feed. He'd have to have problems in a heat race or in practice uh, for it to really get close. But, I mean, if you guys keep showing up and something happens, you, you never know. Yeah, it's, it's not out the window, but it's it's it'd be really hard because Bobby, those guys, you know, they when when they're down, they, they come back. And, oh, yeah. and my, my hat's off to them. You know, they, they work hard on that car, and when something bad does happen, it seems like he always has a golden horseshoe stuck up his butt <laughs> because he, he, he comes back. He does. 
I, I mean, I've seen him have an incident in practice and thinking, well, and this was back when we only had five or six super stocks a couple of years ago, and, and he had a mishap in practice. And I was like, I hate seeing that. We, we hardly have any cars, and yet they still put the car back together for him to come race. So, I mean, if he's going to have problems, it's going to have to be big. But um, I, I honestly, I think him running so good kind of motivates you and your brother to uh, get up on the wheel and drive even harder. Oh, it definitely does. You know, we we want to we want to outrun him. You know, there's there's no secret about the rivalry that we have, and it's 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 calmed down to a good peaceful rival rivalry now. Yes. Um, we, you know, we don't want to we don't want to go out there and tear stuff up. And you know, I've I've been down this road before, and uh, I don't I don't I don't like racing like that. It takes a lot of the fun out of it. You know, you're you're already on guard when you get there and you're, you're upset and it just, it does take a lot of the fun out of it, honestly. And, but, but that's also a byproduct of points racing as well, you mm-hmm. know, because you're, you're always wanting, you're always chasing those points and when something happens and, 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 and the guy that's, you know, leading the points or was right behind you wins or whatever, you know, you're like, God, you know, <laughs> It, it's, it's so tough because you know if you're beating him you're beating him by one or two spots so yeah you picked up some points but it's, it's like we talked about earlier it's, it's in and it's got to be frustrating because man we had such a great day but of course so did he so i, I can only imagine the uh the the heat of the moment stuff and, and and that probably is what led to some of the dust-ups earlier in the year in what i really liked about saturday's race is it was a clean race you guys raced hard and you raced clean and i think everybody liked it yeah, yeah, it was a good, clean race. It was a hard race. It was an entertaining race. Now, maybe not so much the feature. The feature, I kind of stunk it up, but, you know, and, and honestly, Bobby and those guys, they were off. Their car wasn't as fast as it has been because I know what times I was turning, and I've seen him go a lot faster than what I was turning. I just had the the better of the bad cars that night, to be honest with you. Better I mean, of the bad cars. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, it's. I just wonder if it's. It, it was so hot Saturday. I feel like it was the hottest night of the year. I don't. I don't know if that had anything to do with the setup or if they tried something and missed it. You never. You never know what anybody else is doing. But, um, you know, yeah, maybe the feature was quote unquote boring, but it was nice for a clean race so we can maybe get some of these guys to to get their cars back together and still have some cars at the end of the year because super stocks have been good this year. I, you know, I, I know we're not. 20 cars every week but it's been solid you know it's when the super stocks are on the schedule good good cars are going to show up it's going to be a good race so I, I think clean nights are definitely needed every now and then to, to keep the car count uh from being you know worse if you want to put it that way like you say we almost always put on a good race mm-hmm. i mean what regardless of who's there there's about three or four there's five of us together and it's close racing usually, and it's always entertaining. It definitely is. One of my favorite classes to watch, for sure, on a weekly basis. Um, well, since we didn't get to have victory lane, uh, you know, classic victory lane, uh, I want to give you an opportunity uh, thank your sponsors, thank any of your family, any of your team members, so that uh, at least some people will get to uh, hear it this week. Yeah, I appreciate that very much. Uh, first, I want to thank my sponsors, of course, uh, Edgewater Screen, uh, Russell Bonanza down there, and, you know, they do a great job, great family-owned company. It's him and his wife and his son mainly. Um, so they they do great work. They're really personable people. 
Um, anybody that needs any screen work, I definitely recommend you, you hitting them up. Um, Animal Control Management, AC Florida ACM. Um, that's the company that I work for. He helps me out. Um, Bird Deterrent Technologies, that's also another one of my boss's companies. Uh, JNC Great All, Jeff Colburn, he, he helps us out a lot. Um, really appreciate him. EJ from American Auto, uh, he helps out every now and then. We really appreciate him. Uh, Eddie Petroselli, he, he's, uh, he's a very key part of our cars, and uh, we could not do what we do without him for sure. Um, I think that's about it for the sponsors. I don't think I'm forgetting anybody. Um, want to thank my family, of course, my wife and, you know, my kids for the time that it takes to keep these cars together. And I mean, we're, we're, we're outside working on them pretty much seven days a week. I mean, we're, we're trying new stuff. We're trying to get faster and it's, it's always chasing, chasing that W. And, uh, so I'm, I got to thank my family, my wife, my kids so much for their patience and their, you know, being behind me and, and supporting what we do. Uh, my brother, for sure, he's instrumental in what I do because, you know, I've pretty much handed the reins over to him as far as anything setup-wise, and he's he's really stepped up and done a great job with it. Um, Jerry, Andy, all all my crew, um, Paul, Kochi, Stephen, Stephen helps out here and there, and uh, just all the guys, any, anybody that puts a hand on that car, you know, my. My hat's off to you, and I thank you very much. Couldn't do what we do without all the support that we get from all the great people. Well, George, I, I love it because every time you win, the family's down there, and they definitely, uh, yes, thank. I'm glad you thank them because they definitely appreciate when you get to victory lane because there's always 10 to 15 of them down there, and I love seeing it. So um, congratulations. Oh, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think we have the uh, largest fan base out there. <laughs> I think you might. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> It's always fun going down there, especially if things get I, heated because somebody's yelling at somebody down there. I, I can hear them uh, when when we're racing and you're announcing, I can hear them screaming if one of us takes the lead. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you know they're out there for sure when they're, when they're doing that. But uh, it's awesome to see that, and, and it's awesome that they support because, like you said, it takes a lot of time and effort uh, to do any kind of racing stuff away from the family. And, and so it's good to see everybody out there cheering you on. George, uh, congratulations on another win. You're having a great year. And uh, thanks for taking the time to come on the podcast. All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate you very much and everybody at the track, too. I want to thank them for what they do um, and all the fans for being there. We can't do what we do without the fans, like I always say. You know, we, if there ain't no butts in the seats, it's going to be on the track. So That's true. I, I invite everybody to come back out, and I'm always inviting two or three people every week to come out. So I appreciate all the fans very much and all the staff. Oh, we appreciate you too, George. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully we'll get back to regular victory lanes here soon, but you're welcome on the podcast anytime. So appreciate your, uh, appreciate you taking the time today, man. All right, buddy. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Have a good night. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So with us now, we have the winner of the Bomber A feature this week. Mr. Stephen Wright is on the show with us. Stephen, how you doing? Great. So it was good to see you out there on Saturday. You've kind of been... Uh, trophy hunting this year last year you ran the full season in your rookie year and this year you're you're out there searching for wins and you got yourself another one so great night for you yeah i mean this year i'm just kind of having fun not really 
focusing too much on getting out there every weekend and I mean, we're doing pretty good at having fun. Yeah, you're making the most of it. Last year, you got your first win on the last regular season night, and this year you already have two. So it seems like you learned a lot your rookie year and put that towards this year. And I'm glad to hear that you're just out there having fun because really that's what it's all about. Oh, yeah, definitely about having fun. And, and it's awesome getting out there and getting them wins and competing with them guys. Absolutely. And luckily... It, it was a pretty eventful race, but luckily a lot of that happened behind you. You had a good qualifying race, had a good starting position, and uh, luckily Jim Snyder had to start out back. Um, it, it, was that the guy you were most worried about, or are you worried about all these guys out there? Um, yeah, definitely. JCM Motorsports crew, definitely. You know, they're one of the top competitors and everything. But, uh, yeah, just was definitely worried at the start of the race with Eddie starting first and it just, I don't know, seemed, he seemed a little off this race, and I was able to get by him and pull away. Well, you've been one of, for the last year and a half, you've been one of the fast cars. The the Fords have really kind of picked up steam. I don't even really know where they came from. For a while, it was all Saturns kicking butt in that division. Now the Fords are up there. The Cavaliers are up there. The, the Saturns seem to be, be a little bit behind. What's the, what's the secret with these fast Fords right now? Well, the only thing I changed from last year to this year is tuning the computer, so which is That's something they allow you to do now, so no harm yeah. in that. Hey, take advantage. Yeah. I mean, don't give, don't give away all the secrets, but um, <laughs> whatever you can do to make those things go faster, right? Yeah. I'm always working on handling and them air pressure adjustments on trying to get the car to turn and go around the track. That's, that's the secret is corner speed. Well, you figured it out this week, and um like i said you know you got to start up front you qualified well the invert didn't hurt you too bad um tell us a little bit about your race though uh, what what were you thinking during those 20 laps seemed like we had 20 laps of caution at the beginning and then 20 laps of racing uh like, like i said i was definitely nervous at the start of the race and luckily to get through that crash on the first lap there but after that it was a little worried on starts it was kind of like missing my shift to third something's going on with my linkage i gotta check that out but after we were able to get rolling and just kind of relax and pulled away now if we would have had a late race caution do you think uh do you think you would have been able to hold off jim because he, he charged through the field got up to second if you're having uh, trouble with the linkage you think that might have been something you would have had to worry about on a late race restart maybe yeah definitely it, it would have changed everything. Sometimes luck has to be on your side, and it definitely was keeping out of trouble, uh, keeping the JCM Motorsports guys behind you. And they've been, I mean, they've been good all year, one and two in the points, uh, fast every week, multiple wins. Um, but now you have multiple wins, and um, you've had to work on this car quite a bit too. You had a pretty big accident a couple of months ago. Uh, was there any significant damage that you had to fix after that wreck? Yeah, the. All the suspension on the rear end was bent up. I had to get a whole new subframe put in there and get everything put back to square. And the front end was all out of whack too. It was it's all messed up. And really, the the reason I bring all that up is to to prove that you bomber guys work just on just as hard on your cars as the the sportsman guys, the modifieds, the late models. Y'all are always working on these things, and uh, it's not just like. Uh, it's not like you guys just throw these on the trailer and don't do anything, come to the racetrack and go. You guys are, you know, yeah, the, these might not be the most expensive cars, 
but you guys are working just as hard to, to keep them going in the right direction. So it's good to hear that even after some of the incidents this year, you've been able to get the car fast, keep it fast, and uh, and get wins. I mean, uh, in the last year yeah. and a half, man, you, you've come a long way. There's definitely a lot of time that goes into these cars, especially when they get tore up every weekend. I mean, uh, we almost didn't make it out Saturday because I was still working on the car from Friday night, Saturday morning, trying to figure out the electrical. We had some electrical problems, but we got her figured out. That's a lot of lot of work, a lot of effort, and that's why um, that's why I don't sleep on the bombers. Some people give me crap because I I promote the bombers, I hype them up, but it's a great racing division. They bring a lot of cars. They have great races. You guys are working on your cars too. You deserve to, you know, get a little bit of press and get a little bit of hype yourselves. And you guys proved it on Saturday with a good car count and uh, a fun race. Some people might have not liked the crashes. Maybe some people did, but it was a great way to end the show. And I was glad to see you get another victory. Yep. Do you, uh, do you have any sponsors, anybody you would like to thank any, uh, any shout outs you'd like to give since we didn't have a chance on Saturday? Yeah, no sponsors yet, but I do have a few people asking me and just don't know how to take that next step. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to thank my family and friends that always come out and support, the fans in the stand, and that's, that's it. Well, if anybody's looking to sponsor a really fast race car, get in touch with Steven. Come see him in the pit area and maybe buy him a set of tires or something because I'm sure that would help. Oh, yeah, tires always help. Well, Stephen, I want to uh, thank you for taking the time to come on the show, and uh, appreciate you coming out on Saturday night, adding to the uh, adding to the field, and congratulations on another big win. Thanks. All appreciate right. it. Yes, sir. You have a great night. You too. Thank you. Bye. All right. On the line now, we have Toby Smith, winner of the Florida Southern Ground Pounder race this past Saturday. Toby had to feel good to be back in victory lane, didn't it? Yes, it did very much. I've worked my butt off getting this car back in the shape that it needs to be. Yeah, you've worked your... Go ahead. I had a lot of fun Saturday night. Um, all of my boys down to the shop help out. They knew I was putting a new setup on it. I put new shocks, new springs, a little different setup with this new spring and shock package. And it did just what I thought it would do. The car woke up again just like it was a year ago. Yeah, I mean, you look good out there, and it probably felt good to be back behind the wheel because last time you had somebody else driving that car. So, uh, Yeah, I've been, I've been letting other guys drive. You know, it just me helping out a lot of the other guys in the club, um, it, even that makes me very happy uh, trying to get these guys faster. Um, the club's growing if I could get all the guys at the track with us, we'd have 37 cars. Um, I know they all can't come at once. There's family situations and with COVID going around. I know some of them are scared to come to the track, but, you know, that's that's everybody's choice. Yeah. And yeah. I want everybody to stay safe. Um, we did implement a few new rules this week for our slower cars, our rookie cars to stay a little low out of the way because the actually the old tour modifieds, they are getting a little faster. Yes, they are. So tr to try to be safe to everybody, I've got some of the cars running down, you know, middle track and down and my, uh, keeping my rookies. 
out of harm's way and keeping us fast guys from anybody messing up. Well, that's that's one of the good things, especially with this, uh, you know, the, these vintage racers. Uh, you want to keep everybody safe, and we've seen some wild moments in these cars, and thankfully everybody has been safe, and I think that speaks volumes for what you all do. And, you know, you bring out great car counts, you put on a good show. It's not like vintage racing that I've seen up north where they just get out there and putts around and nothing happens. You guys race hard, and it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and I really think, you know, I grew up with these old cars, um, even mine's a, a, a freaking 83 or 84 Cavalier. And most of my Cavaliers are either older chassis or up to 83 or 84s. And they're still fast today. And it's guys learning how to set up their chassis just like anybody else and learning to drive the tracks. Um, I get a big kick out of helping these guys. And some of them show little Chris Hatton. He's come a long way in a year and a half, two years. He Tom, sure has. Toronto in the 19, same thing. He mm -hmm. And I love watching all these guys progress, and now my grandson's with us. So we got guys from 14 to Ron Hess, which is 70-some years old. And God, I hope at 70 I can still get in the car. I, I hope at 70 I can just get out of bed. So, I mean, kudos <laughs> to for him. And he still runs pretty fast, too. And oh that's God, that's the old man still wants to run. No, I know he he was probably beside himself not being able to race the other day. I guess he had some yeah, uh, some yeah. shoulder and, surgery. Uh, I love these guys to death. Well, I mean that's and that's what it's all to about. Keep, keep the older cars alive. I wish we had a few more. We're getting some more stock cars, but I wish we had some more coupes. And I wish we had some Vegas. I wish we had some more Pintos. Um. And I, I, we should be putting on a pretty good show for the stands. That's what I'm hoping. Oh, and even last week when you were missing a few guys and the, the heat races weren't too nice to some people and the heat got to some people, um, you guys still put on a great race, and Christopher made you earn it there at the end. It looked like you had it won, lap car got in the way, and here comes Christopher, and you had to hold him off. So it was a good race, even though the, the cars weren't all there. It, it didn't matter. You guys still put on a good show, and you guys are racing for trophies, and we appreciate that. Oh, we, and believe me, we appreciate New Smyrna more than anybody knows for letting us come there. And we appreciate everything you do in the, up in the tower and everything you do with your podcast and your, um, news piece with New Smyrna every week. Just some people don't understand what it takes to do what you guys do and allow us to come there and do what we do. Oh, we appreciate that. And you know, some people give me heck because I, I talk good about the ground pounders, but I'm sorry. Any division that, that comes out, puts on a good show, brings cars, doesn't complain too much, y'all are going to complain about something. It's just, it's racing. But uh, some, yeah. people don't, some people don't like, oh, we talk about the ground pounders. Well, yeah, they put on a good show. They come out here and race because they want to, and that's, that's what it's all about. So we definitely appreciate you guys. Yeah, and i know people don't understand some people think that vintage cars oh we're running old motors we got these old nasty rotted chassis i just would like it you know people in the stands if they come into the pits and they come look at these cars we have brought them back up to the to today's levels the safety i implement in all the cars we just implemented a new containment seat for beginning of next season every car has to have a new containment seat all of the doors are all plated now um 
the big modifieds. We've got tethers just like the tour boys and the SK boys do. Uh, I mean, we're trying to keep the car safe for everybody, not just the drivers. Right. So what, what you're saying is this is a legit vintage racing class and it's legit up to safety standards as good as you can be and improving. And you guys have improved as a club, as racers. When you first started, you know, it was a, it was a spectacle. It was something new, but it's transformed into a very respectable racing division, not just a club that comes out to, to ride around to show off the cars, which that's part of it. We love looking at these cool cars, but I mean, once you guys finally hit the hammer off turn number two and get going, it the race is on. And that's what I try to tell everybody. This isn't just a parade. This is These guys are racers, and I love it. Yeah, and I know some people don't understand. You know, we're all try to stay together until we come out of two. But as a racer that has raced for years, I know how stupid we can be as racers going into turn one. And it just... I, I, it's something that I implemented to try to take some of the stupid out before we get two corners going and then turn them loose. And it gives you two corners to think about, hey, we don't win it on the first lap. We're right. racing for trophies and bragging rights. And it does calm guys down like me and, and a few of the other guys. Well, I, you know, I was one of the people that was confused the first time I saw it, too. I'm like, uh, you, I, I was playing around on the microphone. I'm like, you guys can go now. The race is green. And then it was explained to me later that that, that was implemented to, to save these cars. Parts are hard to find, especially right now. It saves you work. It saves people from getting hurt. We don't want to see these things torn up. So I, I think it's a great rule. And now I understand it. I explain it to everybody. So we know, okay, green's out, but they're going to take off off turn number two. It's going to save these cars, save these drivers, and keep them coming back. Yeah, and it, I really, as a racer, I think it calms me down because, you know, I get in the car and I'm excited. I know how fast the car can be. The rest of the guys are the same way. And when I explain to them that how, why I, I did that, then they understood. And like I said, I, I like seeing other guys that want to do this, that don't have a chance, don't have a car. I don't mind stepping out of my car for somebody else to try this. To me, my cars are toys to me, um, and I, I like to see if other guys want to get in this, and if it takes me jumping out of my car one night to let somebody else in it, I, I'm happy as heck to do that. Oh, that's a good way to help things grow and to get new people involved. So, I mean, I yeah. think that's a great thing. You've put Ron in the car a few times and a couple other guys, and you've hopped from car to car and getting them up to speed and you're back in uh, Old Faithful number 44 and, and took it to victory lane. And uh, like I said, you had to earn it because Christopher was making you making you run, giving you a run for the money on that last lap there. Yep, yep, yep. And like I said, he's a good kid. He's come a long ways, and uh, he's learning a lot. And I like him. He, he's going to be good. Oh, he, he's, like you said, he's come a real long way. He's a contender now. You got Kelly out there. We all know he's good. Um, you know, when Ron's Ron D'Alessandro is in a car, he's a contender. Uh, Tom's a, you know, you got five, six guys that on any given night and even when Jody and Charles show up, there's a couple more. It's a good competitive class. And like I said, it's just, it's a lot of fun. We're so glad to have you guys out there and, uh, hopefully we'll see a few more races from you guys this year and hopefully get you on the schedule more next year. Yeah. And these guys, you know, the next race, we should have more, um, I can't guarantee in October 
or uh, um, yeah, October, how many every race, you know, because we're racing three weeks, three times in a row that month. Um, we're not complaining, but uh, it's just we may end up with, you know, only 10 to 17 cars then, but I'm hoping for the next race to have our all of our guys there to put on a real nice show and that will mean a bunch of stock cars because we've got guys that have bought stock cars and guys that are in the middle of finishing up their coupes or their Cavaliers. So it's the club has grown a lot and the guys that I've let in my car, they've gotten cars and working on cars. So, you know, it's, I'm having a blast. Oh, that's, that's awesome to hear. And it's always exciting to see what new car shows up because you never know with, with with the group what uh, what's going to be there and what's going to be new and what what's the next car we're going to see so there's always that excitement there and like i said toby we thank you uh, so much for being a part of the track and wanting to be a part of what we do at new smyrna uh, i want to give you an opportunity if you have any shout outs any thank yous um you know any sponsors to thank i want to give you this time since we didn't get to do that at the track on saturday okay uh one person i want to thank the most is my wife for letting me do this you know, a few years ago, I was running super stocks, and it just it got too expensive back then and got too busy, and we sat for a while. I did quarter midge with my grandson, and it was just it was time for me to get back in something, and the vintage was the way to go, and I've had a blast ever since, and then we started New Smyrna, and I, I'm loving it. So that's that's my biggest thank you is my my wife. Definitely can't forget the wife for letting you do all that. So, all right, Toby, appreciate you taking some time out of your night to come on the show, and uh, it's always good talking to you. And uh, can't wait to see what's around the corner for you guys. All right, and one last person I want to uh, Jimbo Chadwick built my my shocks. I want to thank him this time. Um, it's a pretty good package. It definitely showed on Saturday. That car was running on rails, man. Yeah, it was a dream to drive. Back to the way it should have been. Well, keep uh, right. keep up the good work, and I'm sure we'll see you in victory lane. Hopefully, we'll get to talk to you down there next time. All right. All right, Toby, thank you. You have a great night. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Take it easy. All right. Definitely want to thank all those guys for taking a few moments of their day to speak with us. Great hearing from George and uh, Toby and Stephen. Um, I did hear from Matthew Green. He's busy working. Uh, he's working night shifts, so he wasn't able to get on for the interview. But just want to let everybody know we did reach out to Matthew to give him the opportunity to be on the show. So congratulations again to all of our winners. And uh, at this point, I'm going to go ahead and kind of talk about the night at New Smyrna. It just felt good to be back there. Uh, a couple of weeks off, one due to the tire shortage and the situation going on over there. And then we did lose a week to that a uh, little bit of a tropical storm that looked like it was going to head our way and it did push off to the east but still got the uh still got the rain bands uh from what i understand weather did come through right around six o'clock anyway probably would have washed out the night so after a couple of weeks off it just felt good to be at the track and i was actually talking to matt green brian gaten back in the pit area and i just looked at him and said it just feels good to be back here i don't care if there are six sportsmen and five bombers here tonight it's just going to be a great night of racing nonetheless. And uh, actually, every car count was decent. Nobody was, you know, nobody was lacking. Every division had more than 10 cars. So good turnout. 
Now, we didn't have a big headlining division, but I don't even think that mattered too much. Uh, not having the super late models, yeah, it, it hurts on the marquee, but uh, we ended up having a great show. We had six heats and four features to get through. It was a full night of racing. We were done by 10.30, so um, good racing. Not too many big wrecks. There was the one big wreck between uh, Jeffrey White and Ron Whaley in the middle of the sportsman race. I do want to apologize for Jeffrey. I kind of said that uh, in my observation, it looked like maybe he turned down off turn number four after some contact with Ron Whaley, thinking about maybe retaliating. Um, and he said he didn't do any such thing. So it's just one of those deals where probably got a little loose, uh, had a bad three and four because he got the contact from Ron Whaley and then probably just trying to gather the car back up and look like he uh, went to the left a little bit. So I apologize there. I didn't mean to call him out. I just was, you know, it was my observation with those two racing hard. And then the next straightaway, they get together. And that just looked looked like a deal where the two thought maybe he was clear and Jeffrey still had the nose. Cars come together and both end up in the wall. Unfortunate situation. Um, I hate that the drivers were DQ'd. Um, the crews got into it a little bit. A lot of finger pointing, a lot of shouting and yelling. Uh, it's the kind of stuff the track's been trying to get people to stop. You know what I mean? Just extracurricular stuff. They had to make an example. And unfortunately, it uh, got the 41 of the two cars in trouble. Um, that was really the, well, there's a big bomber wreck too that involved about six, seven cars, tore up a bunch of stuff on lap one. And uh, the bombers with a great field of cars, 18 of them there. Um, race was a little rough to get going. Once it got going, it was a good race. Um, the fun racing, good, close, competitive racing. I mean, uh, the sports and race, Matthew Green had everybody covered. Uh, the bombers, Stephen Wright hasn't been racing every week. He was able to hold off the JCM Motorsports guys, Jim Snyder and Eddie Evans in the ground pounders. It was a last lap duel between Toby Smith and uh, Christopher Hatton. And then in the LKQ Superstocks, George Spears, I mean, he had the fans on their feet in the heat race, but really just dominated the features. Nice, clean LKQ Superstock race. Uh, like we talked with George at the beginning of the show, um, that heat race was exciting. Um, I even had somebody come up to me after the races and say, your call in that heat race was one of the most incredible calls I've ever heard at a short track. And I'm like, man, when these drivers get up on the wheel and they go for it, it just, it makes me sound like I'm 10 times better at what I do. Cause I really, I feel the energy and the crowd could feel the energy. It was a great responsive crowd this week. Um, it just felt so good to be there. Now I know you know, some people are going to get on my case. Well, you only had 10 of these and 10 of those. Meh, crappy night. No, it, it was a great night because a crappy night is getting canceled because of silly things, uh, weather and tires and COVID-19 and all that stuff. So it just felt good to be back at the racetrack, and I had a blast. I had an absolute blast on Saturday night, and it was good to see everybody and looking forward to the rest of the season. Now, of course, this weekend we are off. The track will be uh, taking the weekend off to go attend the Coke Zero 400 at Daytona. And, well, why would we take off to go to Daytona? Well, they've invited our champions to be part of opening ceremonies and all the, the trackside stuff. So our champions will be honored this weekend and we'll be there to, uh, to be with them. And uh, we definitely thank the Daytona Speedway for having us there. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. And on next week's show... Uh, myself and Stephen Collins will be on here to recap the Daytona weekend. We'll talk about the race. We'll talk about the race day experience. We'll talk about all the new Smyrna Speedway stuff. So look forward to that next weekend. We'll be talking about uh, Daytona. And again, that's the reason why no racing at new Smyrna. I know Citrus is racing. A couple other tracks are racing. So if you don't care about the NASCAR stuff, um, 
we'll try to get you some updates from some of those races from around the country. So with that said, I want to talk about one thing that we addressed on last week's show, and that was the, you know, it's all about me attitude that a lot of people seem to have right now. And there's one team in particular who thinks that everything is all about them. And if a call is made and that means no racing, that, uh, you know, it's it's just it's the end of the world and and they got to get on Facebook and they got to talk all this and then they want to bring other people into it that have nothing to do with it. And you know what? I'm over that kind of thing. So um, I delivered a message this week and I believe and I'm pretty sure the message was received. So hopefully, you know, they understand um, why a particular thing was done. But, you know, I, I don't I don't like doing it, but if all you're going to do is go talk crap about something that's your livelihood, then, you know, maybe maybe you're not going to be the face. So think about that. And, uh, you know, that's really all I have to say about it. And, and to be honest with you, they probably won't even listen. So it's OK. I, I appreciate, uh, you know, promoting those that uh, have a good time, that uh, have decent things to say. Not not everybody has to say agree with everything, but. Anyways, my point is, if you want to make a fool of yourself, don't worry. I won't be putting you front and center. So um, with that said, definitely want to talk about Daytona. I know we had a lot of interviews, and we have an awesome interview coming up at the end of this, so I'm not going to keep you guys too long here on this week's episode uh, with what I have to say. But I do want to talk about Daytona a little bit since we will be going, or I will be going, uh, to the race this weekend. Definitely looking forward to that. Daytona, one of my favorite racetracks as far as the Cup Series goes. Um you know, it is the last race in the playoffs, 15 spots locked in, one spot left. I honestly don't think that um, anything's going to change. I think Tyler Reddick will get the last spot on points. However, if there is one driver, I think that has a shot to win it and upset the whole thing, I think it'll be Matt DiBettadetto. Last year at Talladega, uh, he was leading on the last lap and that crazy finish happened. He got shuffled back. Um, and then this year at Talladega, leading on the last lap and got passed by his teammate Brad Keselowski and didn't get the win. So I think he's due. Uh, he's in a lame duck season fighting for his career. I think making the playoffs will help him at least secure an Xfinity ride. I think Matt DiBenedetto is the big wild card. Of course, anybody in the right circumstance can win Daytona. So Tyler Reddick is not feeling safe. I, I think he'd like to just win the thing and be done with it, but I think Matt DiBenedetto is the one he's going to have to worry about the most. Maybe Ricky Stenhouse, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll be Matt DiBenedetto. Got to look out for the big wrecks. Got to look out for the crazy moves. Um, even with the reduced arrow package, um, I was watching some of the old races from about 2017, 2018. I think the race will still be great, um, even though there's the unknown changes in the aerodynamics. Probably be a lot of three wide, bold moves. It's desperation. It's Daytona. It's the last race of the playoffs. So it's definitely going to be a great race. I'm excited to be there, not just uh, for the race, but to be there with our champions as well. Um, looking back at last week's race at Michigan, I think uh, there are a lot of issues with the current Speedway package, the mile-and-a-half package, the one that they used at Michigan. Very, very hard to pass on your own, hard to to work your way up through the field, tough to pass the leader. Um, the racing was close, and it made it very entertaining because you're just kind of waiting for something big to happen, and it did a couple times, one with Austin Dillon getting hooked into the wall, almost flipping over, and then we had that big wreck with about eight laps to go. So there was a lot of action. The race was, it, since it was close and drivers were on each other's heels, the race did not feel boring. It didn't feel like there was really a, too much of a lull, so I enjoyed it. But looking back 
at the current 550 horsepower package. I just think there's so many issues with it, and I hope they get away from it with the current or the new car that's coming next year. When they first announced the reduced horsepower package, I was excited. I thought we we're going to be able to see kind of some some drafting and, and more super speedway type battles where you could actually pull out draft and pass this, this, you just have to be so perfect. You have to be so much faster. It's just not really that great a racing in, in an organic sort of way. However, it does provide closer racing. So, you know, I, I honestly believe that this week's race at Michigan was the best race you could hope for with a crappy package. I think that's the best way to sum it up. Um, you know, it was nice to see Ryan Blaney get another win. First time in his career he's ever won more than one race in a season. Like I said, I, I enjoyed it. There were wrecks. There were good battles. It didn't really have that typical NASCAR race lull. So I definitely enjoyed the broadcast. I enjoyed the race, but the package is garbage. And I hope with the new car that we can get away with it or get away from it, get some better racing and get some better action on a weekly basis for NASCAR. Um, you know, I think that's why everybody likes short tracks so much. Uh, the aerodynamics, yeah, it plays a factor, but it's not all aerodynamics. If you have a good car, you can pass. Uh, I mean, look at George Spears, look at Bobby Holly and the Superstock. They don't care about aerodynamics too much. They just go out there, set up a fast race car and go. So, um, you know, I, I could talk about Michigan. I could talk about Daytona for a long time, but uh, really to kind of summarize my thoughts there, um, enjoyed the action at Michigan. The package sucks. It was the best you could hope for with that package. So good race, you know, fun to watch on TV, definitely a good way to spend the afternoon, but even more excited for Daytona. Uh, can't wait to get there on Saturday for the race, for all the stuff happening with our champions, all the good people that we're going to be hanging out with. Uh, so like I said, on next week's show, me and Stephen Collins will be covering our experience at Daytona. We'll be covering the race. Uh, I'll do a little bit of research, see what else was racing this weekend, and we'll just talk racing. Uh, not sure if we will have any guests next week other than Stephen, but um, we have a great guest here coming up after this segment. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Had some audio issues to work through last week. I was trying to use the old settings for back when I did the podcast a year ago. And I had some old wires and, and things just didn't work out like I thought they were going to. So I started fresh on the audio this week. I think things are going to be much clearer. The interviews sound a lot better. So I apologize for the buzzy audio last week. But working the kinks out, trying to get this thing up and running. So appreciate everybody listening. And now we have Rochelle Rudolph coming up. A great interview with her before we sign off. So stay tuned for that. All right. On the line with us now, we have Rochelle Rudolph, one of our... Uh, mod mini drivers in the state of florida and from what you were telling me the other day you've been doing a little bit of other racing on the side too so rochelle welcome to the show how you doing i'm good how are you and yes i've definitely been doing a a lot of different racing in the last couple of months i i've heard you've uh, you've branched out a little bit and that's what we're doing on on this episode of the show now of course um you race kind of down south and we cover a lot of new Smyrna stuff here, but we also want to branch out and cover uh, some other stuff that's going on in the state. So we're very excited to have you on. Um, where have you been racing this year? So mainly, let's see, I would say in the last in last year, we've mainly just raced at 417 in Punta Gorda um, with our asphalt car. Um, and then I branched out like and went back dirt racing again, too. We got the car last year, but through COVID, 
and ordering parts. It was just, it was a total nightmare trying to get things in. Um, and I know we have a lot of stuff for the four cylinders, but when we stepped away from the dirt, when I moved over to asphalt, we got rid of a lot of our stuff because we never really thought we would go back to it. Um, so that was a, a fun build. And we finally got to race the car on Saturday, um, this past Saturday at East Bay and uh, finished fourth. The car was just, it was total junk in the, in the heat race. I missed practice because they moved practice up 30 minutes earlier. And we finished the car in our front driveway and pulled out to the racetrack, drove the 10 minutes down the road and finished fourth in the feature. So I can't really complain. And my stats so far in the go-kart that I've been racing haven't been too awful bad either. So asphalt, dirt, and go-kart racing. Uh, what division are you racing uh, with the dirt car? Um, so it is the Outlaw 4s. It is literally the dirt version of the Mod Minis. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty cool, except the only difference is I think we're, we're a little more towards, um, like, for anybody that listens to the asphalt stuff, Showtime calls them super mini late models. Mm -hmm. If anybody really wanted to see a super mini late model, they would look at the Outlaw 4s. Um, oh, wow. That's definitely, yeah, it's definitely more, you know, it's more towards that realm of things like they're more identical to like the big late models versus like the mod minis really aren't like a super mini late model they are but they aren't interesting so that's a lot of power on that dirt it, now how does it compare um like is there a big difference driving that than the mod mini on the asphalt is there like a big difference there or did it feel natural when you got behind the wheel especially with no practice um well I will say that I, I was lucky enough to, um, so my friend Brandon Yates that I've been racing um, the go-kart for, he also drives my other mod mini here and there when he has some free time from his dirt late model um, that he just moved up out of the Outlaw 4 class and got a dirt late model. So we've uh, kind of been working together as like one big racing family unit, so to speak. Um, but I would say I, I had some, some seat time in their car before they had sold their Outlaw 4 a few months ago. Um, so in comparison from, from that to this race, big, big difference because it was my car built for me. Um, so that definitely helped a whole lot, but my asphalt car is without a doubt, it is way faster. I don't care what anybody has to say. You know, you have that traction, that grip, and you don't have that on the dirt. So we kind of turned the motors out of the frame on the dirt and, you know, it's almost like you're sitting still to me, but I'm not going to say it's not fun to sling it sideways. Oh yeah. It's always fun, especially to, to branch out and have options. Cause you know, I, I don't know how things are going down South, but we haven't been running mod minis very much up here. It seems like every time we get to it rains, but it's nice to have options. You know, if you had an off weekend at 417, you can go dirt racing and you can go to different tracks. So that must be, that must be pretty fun. Um, yeah, it definitely is fun. And, and on that note, we've actually, um, hopefully this year we were hoping our, our best to, um, like kind of coincide with the new Smyrna mod mini schedule. We were hoping that that would work out. And then this whole outlaw four thing got added. Um, but the schedules don't conflict between, between 417 and new Smyrna. So it kind of would have worked out to be able to run both. Um, however, I know that it sounds crazy. We drive from Tampa two hours south to 417 but it's a quicker drive than yeah. it is to drive the two hours north to new smyrna because you hit all that traffic in north oh, the i-4 traffic is a nightmare yeah yeah so we don't we don't have that now that they finished the construction going down south right there at uh towards the mall so it's it's not so bad um but hopefully i get to travel more that was our intentions this year and, you know, obviously things last year really threw it off. And my dad, uh, he, he literally builds 
um, race cars. Uh, he works on uh, Brandon's late model on the dirt. He's worked on, you know, super late models at one point in time. He's traveled all over the country with sprint car teams. Uh, we still have a sprint car. It's just, it's sitting at my grandfather's house. He intends on utilizing it with his sprint car that he has so we can focus on all of this. Um, we're just like, we're so busy here. We currently like today at this moment have six mod minis sitting in the backyard oh my goodness! Um, and, one, and one dirt car the other dirt car just left so i've recruited one of my dirt buddies to the asphalt so he and i will be doing that together but that's always fun so it sounds like and you can correct me if i'm wrong it sounds like this is a, a family affair is that what got you into racing is your your family yeah, so the cool story about that is, and, and I personally think it's cool, um, so my mom went to school on the other side of town, um, and her best friend growing up, her dad actually raced for my grandfather, for my dad's dad. So Diane's uh, father was Larry Brazil, who's very, very well known in the sprint car world, especially in Florida. And so my mom and my dad met at 12 and 13 years old and have just kind of uh, been... You know they've had they've gone their separate ways here and there, um, but they've always been together, been friends. So they've all they've all those years have been around each other, and I think this year makes forty four years to, as a whole together that wow. they've, That's they've fantastic. been around one another. So I kind of have to blame mom and dad. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's usually how it starts. That's how I got into racing. My dad would take me on Saturdays, and I've been into it my entire life. So, um, you know, to have the family behind you still and to make it like an outing when you go to the racetrack, that makes it even more fun. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I'm I'm really, really big on that. So a lot of the teams that my dad has um, decided to really kind of focus more on are more of the families you know and we've had we just did a mini cup for uh another young girl that's racing out at auburndale that i hope she moves up to, into the mod mini division at some point um you know like we're really big on that and i i like seeing that because i know in racing lately it hasn't really been as family oriented which is another reason why we uh decided to get with joe and janet at 417 let's see next year we'll make five years so um, 2022 will make five years that we have been racing there, which is really awesome. And my dad and myself and uh, one other driver at the time had contacted them. and were like, hey, we want to come back and come racing with you guys. And uh, I'm not going to lie, the Mod Mini class, um, there was a few guys that are still in the, the division that really burnt them out on even ever wanting to have us back. And I kind of, uh, I pulled the crocodile tears out. <laughs> I think Joe and Janet were like, all right, we'll give you guys like we got three races and we had to prove ourselves in those three races. Yep. And I don't think they really realized how many cars were just sitting in that area from, you know, DeSoto being closed to that. So it turned into, Hey, Rochelle, uh, pop out some more, some more dates for us. Give me those dates. And so every year I get to give the schedule to Janet and like set that up with them and uh, like build the class. And so it's really cool that my dad took away from sprint car racing and all the other things that he did in life, you know, to come back racing with me and then, you know, to build a division, like, because he's kind of building it with me and, like, by helping all these other people get into it and rebuild something that was once, like, a really awesome division to run in throughout the entire state. It, it is an awesome division. It's also a tough division because it's it's one of those kind of mid-card classes. No, it's not a knock yeah. on, on the class, but it's a mid-card class, <laughs> and they're expensive. And the payout, it depends on the track, but I know at New Smyrna our payout's not huge. But, uh, but you know... 
you only get a couple of cars, then the track looks at it like, well, we're not going to give you as many races. And that's what happened to us last year. We only had a handful of cars all season. They gave them once a month this year. They don't, we, we never want to kill off a class, but they gave them once a month this year. And then, um, it's, I think we've had two or three rainouts so far. So we have more drivers this year. I feel like because <laughs> there's less races, but they've gotten to race even less. So I'm hoping that the, the track will see that people are starting to come back a little bit and that will yeah. add more races at least maybe once every three weeks. Uh, Cause it, it's, it's one of those classes where by itself, it's not going to draw a whole lot of people, but it, it's a great addition to a race card. And if you can get, a, a bunch of them out there it makes for a great race and, and especially on the smaller tracks like 417 auburndale uh, but we've had some great races at new smyrna too it just all kind of depends on who shows up and if we can get them all there together yeah i mean i definitely agree with that and honestly i used to when i first moved to the asphalt um this is no lie on this i really didn't like it it, it was kicking my butt I'm, I'm not gonna lie my parents have obviously um ran dirt and asphalt almost my whole life by you know being car owners and my dad raced when he was much much younger um but i i would i hated it i was like dad i don't want to do this i'm not good at this and um donnie ezel that he kind of stopped everything that he was doing and racing his stuff to come help me when i started on the dirt it was like my third race and we blew a motor and i was driving somebody else's car um at the time for them and, and they really wanted nothing to do with this car but they wouldn't sell it to us um you know we, we couldn't change this god-awful body that was on the car it was hideous my dad's like look let me fabricate a body i'm not even asking you to pay me for it like my daughter's in it please just let me make this thing look good for her yeah you know we, we moved over to the asphalt and i i practiced in dean buttram's car and uh growing up my dad always worked with jeff firestein so jeff um and dean were teamed up at the time and so i got to practice car and I, that was fun i got to do it at desoto so like who wouldn't nice. want to test a, a car track. at desoto speedway like that was awesome um, you know, and, and I was like, okay, well, I want to do this. So dad goes and buys me the car. We ended up getting another car that used to race at New Smyrna that I drove five laps in, told my dad I hated it, parked it, and only let my friends drive it. They all loved it. I hated the car. Um, you know, and, and now I like, I really love the asphalt. So going back dirt, like everybody Saturday, they asked me like, how, what do you think? You know, they're, they're, they're messing with me. And I'm like, honestly, it's fun. It's a lot of fun, but it's not. You know, racing at East Bay and not to knock the racetrack by no means or anybody in the Outlaw Ford Division there or at Hendry County. But, like, the tracks here are so small, and we're not picking up, like, enough speed to kind of equal out to what I run at on the asphalt. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, I can do that, you know, if I can travel out of state, which is something that I can do with, honestly, both my Mod Mini and my Outlaw Ford. And I hope to do more next year. You know, fingers crossed that the world, you know, lightens up a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you have these options now, and if you can do some more traveling, and I think that's kind of where Florida racing is at. You get maybe five or six guys in a class that are your regulars, and then everybody else does a lot of traveling. They kind of pick and choose where they want to go, and that, that makes it tough to, to build the division for, for these tracks. But, I mean, everybody's just kind of picking and choosing where they race these days. The race season down here is so long. It's expensive. The track payouts aren't really going up unless you get a big financial backer to put on a special race. So I don't blame people for traveling and picking and choosing races. No, uh, I mean, honestly, like we have um, we traveled up to Cordial uh, before the whole COVID thing. And, you know, we we ended up raining out. It was the only weekend that we could go up there and try to race. And we got five cars from down here. 
Um, my dad and I have actually uh, set up some stuff. I, that weekend that we were up there, I it rained out. I met a gentleman parked next to us, kicked back with his Bud Light, like hanging out, and uh, was like, hey, hop in my car and go make some laps. And I'm like, I can't. They called the race. There's no practice. There's no nothing. And he called over the track owner and, you know, the promoter, and they're like, yeah, make a couple laps. Just take it easy. And, like, we laughed because – that was not like that was not the case i really don't understand what take it easy is because that is a different meaning <laughs> to everyone. you know and it is it's a different meaning to everyone so i'm like okay um and he spent uh literally like let's see two three months ago he he spent almost an entire month just hanging out with us vacationing nice. down here in florida and stayed with us so we did a lot of uh communicating with cordial and have some cool stuff that we're trying to work on for next year for the mod mini division to be able to come up and run and, and compete with their guys because our rules are they're barely different but they're enough that they're they're lower income guys that race up there kind of don't stand a chance and i understand and respect that they want them to still have that opportunity to be competitive so you know there's a lot of tracks we looked at but i think it's montgomery we looked at um there's another track in alabama there's several in tennessee between the dirt um and there's a southern mod for many association that i want to race with next year and ironically it's not on the asphalt is a dirt series um and i believe that they're linked up with the monster mini stock series that i am also interested in racing with and the end of this year thanksgiving weekend there is a ten thousand to win race at cherokee speedway for, for mod mini type cars or outlaw dirt yeah, outlaws yeah wow for the, for like the dirt four cylinder like the outlaw four mod minis like there is a ten thousand dollar to win race and i'm like that is if it is possible to do it outside of the state and all of these series are like they're coming together and they are working together um to make it happen I, that's my hope for the florida stuff because in all reality like right now this is what i can afford so this is what i want to see grow um just like i know that there's a, a team up there volpius motorsports is trying to help the class grow up there oh, in yeah. Smyrna. They, um, awesome people <laughs> awesome people i've been able to race with them a couple times when they used to come down to uh to DeSoto, so. yeah i feel like if it, it sorry to interrupt you but i feel like if it wasn't for volpius motorsports and those guys i don't know if the class would have survived because there's been talks of them not running the class here and there yeah. and and I think Volpe just keeps it alive because they've been doing it their whole lives. They bring fast race cars and they get people yeah. into it. I mean, they're expensive if you go through them, but I mean, they'll get you what you need and they'll get you set up right. Tell you how to get around the place They're And they are great people. And that's yeah, usually what it takes to keep a division alive is, is good people and good racers. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to see any division go away. I always like to see them pick up, but I'm telling you sometimes the, the conditions just make it tough to, to build. I mean, if you're sitting there and you want to build a race car and you don't have a lot of money, I don't know if you're building the Mod Mini. You know what I mean? Even if, even though it's a four-cylinder class, it's not a beginner class. No, it really isn't. I mean, we've been having that debate. Uh, and over the weekend, I actually found out because, hence, like I said, I missed practice. So I also missed the driver's meeting that started 30 minutes earlier <laughs> um, Saturday. So they have switched things up at East Bay. So you can no longer, um, and on the asphalt, I know it, it doesn't matter because mod minis are, you know, we, we've raced with Wayne Anderson. We've run, um, the coolest person I ever raced with in the mod minis was Richie Smith. And I finished fourth in points that year at Citrus, um, while running three other racetracks. So I was running, you know, all those racetracks at the same time, finished fourth at Citrus and Richie Smith opened like the curtain for me to walk up. And he was like, Oh, here's the princess, you know, like being funny 
And I was like, but I, growing up, I watched Richie Smith race. So it was really, really, really cool to like, you know, to have the respect that I had earned from that man from all season long from running with him. Um, but you know, like on the dirt, you can't race with those guys. So the, you know, like my buddy Brandon, he is no longer allowed to come back from his late model and come goof off in an outlaw four and outlaw four is also no longer allowed to go up to like the V eight warrior class or the bombers or pure stocks, whatever, you know, we choose to call them on the asphalt. Mm-hmm. I am literally only allowed to race in the outlaw fours on the dirt. That is it. And I think that's really sad because I kind of feel like everybody should be able to race whatever they want. If somebody Absolutely. wants to offer me a, a mini stock ride for the night, I want to take it. I mean, I, we, we see that all the time at New Smyrna. Someone will get a ride in whatever car. And I mean, we have one one kid who's just getting into racing. He's driven a truck, an E-Mod, a bomber. I like yeah. I like people being able to, hey, you show up with a car, race. That's how it should be, especially at this level. <laughs> it, makes it, it makes it definitely, you know, interesting. So fingers crossed that I can get some stuff worked out to where I can, I want to run New Smyrna so bad. It is, it is unreal. And since DeSoto is not, you know, it's no longer open as a regular racetrack anymore. And, and I hope that one day it can be again, because it was, it's all my all time favorite track. I have a lot of memories there growing up and, you know, I've raced a lot of other places. I've ran Showtime a couple of times, was not treated the best by those guys. They're still not treated the best by those guys. They constantly ask me why I don't bring my car, and I'm like, you know, yeah. look, look at how you guys race. I, I don't want to race. I don't want you racing with us where we run and where we're trying to be successful and where we're building success. I, I don't, I don't want you down there to ruin it. Okay, like keep your, keep your nonsense there. You know, in Auburndale, I really miss racing there. I miss my fans there. I miss my buddies that like I, I parked next to Cody McDuffie every Saturday we ran. I mean, he's a good guy. He's an awesome guy. So it's like when you build that reputation and then you build that relationship with your buddies and they're like, got your slab for this weekend or like, hey, I saved your slab. You know, you're you're good to go to park next to us. I know you're running late or whatever. It's it kind of stinks when you don't have that, which we have a great relationship with everybody down at 417. And so I'm thankful that I'm able to still have a place to race because my cars are they were all built. 15 years ago next year makes 16 years ago that they were built um and a lot of these tracks have tried to revert back and i'm sure you've seen it by rules um they're trying to revert back to like a stock mini stock and it's kind of hard to take something with a um tubular frame and go backwards back into a stock car like it's just physically impossible and if they allowed a lot of these things to have you know happen 15 years ago and all up until two years ago you know, we were looking at rule books. I was prepping for Saturday and found some rule books from Citrus. Um, and they said that my outboard shocks are no longer allowed. So if nobody knows what the outboard shock is, it's pretty much just the strut is holding my suspension together and my shock is my shock. Um, since the Mustangs are not allowed to run an upper A-frame at some of the racetracks, however, we are allowed that at 417 because there is a few cars down there that had had them for you know so long and that they were already running. They can't say, no, don't come race with us. Um, so we pretty much just have it holding it there. It, it's a useless part. We could just have an upper A-frame like the Pintos could and the Dodges can, but mm-hmm. they don't allow that now. kind of stinks. See, so that, it, I'm limited right now. Every track has their little nuances, and not a, none of them are the same in the way they drive, in the way they run, in the way the rules are. There's always little discrepancies, so it makes it, you know, people are like, well, why don't you go there? Why do you never come here? You know, it, it might not be a bad reason why you choose to go somewhere else. It's just 
that car that you have fits that track. It was built for that track. It fits that rules the best. You know, you get treated the best there or you race well with the people there. There are so many different reasons and everybody has everybody has their reasons why they race where they do. And, you know, I know you've been at uh, 417 a lot lately. I've been there one time. It's, it's, it's a heck of a drive for me. I went down there one time, had a great time. I'm hoping to get down there for that big uh, super late model race they have going on. Memorial, that, yeah. that is going to be a great race. We were trying to get the mod minis on the schedule for a 50 lap race. I was going to um, And it just, there's so much going on because we're racing once a month this year mm-hmm. right now as well. And we kind of made that decision just because a lot of us have, um, a lot of us do have the same motor builder. Like I know a lot of the guys up there have the same motor builder, you know, and and Roy's one man and he can only work so fast. Um, and we did have a lot of motors blow at the end of last year. And of course with COVID it's taken, you know, months to get some of these parts in. Yep. So, you know, we, we kind of decided that as a, as a whole, as a group, you know, we went to everybody and was like, Hey, you know, let's, let's make a decision. A lot of people were with, uh, like with my dad and I, I wanted to race twice a month, but my other problem with it was, is like, you know, what happens if, uh, you know, I want to go run New Smyrna and now I have this dirt car and what happens if the third weekend of the month East Bay runs and I need to have that because no one wants a race car that they can't use and it Absolutely. sits in the dust. So I know I won't be able to, to make every race at all the other tracks. I will always be at 417 to support that because I worked really hard with my dad and Joe and Janet to do what we've done and, and we usually have about 14 cars down there, That's which awesome. is really great. And I know you guys have been building your car count, and I've been begging and pleading for those guys to come down and race with us, and we'll trade out with them, and we'll come up and run with them. That, so. I, I wish it. I wish it was that easy. I really do, because we we have the our mod mini guys. They've they've come together this year, and they've showed up in uh, better numbers this year. We've been around nine or ten. Last year it was like five or six. So I hope yeah. that shows management that these guys are. And, and last year was a weird year, with, with COVID, with the season shortened. So maybe it was just COVID that that saw the drop down. So hopefully management will see that add them a little bit more to the schedule. Uh, sounds like you guys have a great thing going at 417. I was I was hoping you were going to say you guys were on with that late model race, but I'll have to try to get down there another time and see I, y'all race. Well, we tried our next race, um, and it's funny. I really had to make a actual schedule because I'm I'm so busy now. So like not only are we racing our stuff, like we travel with with our buddy and go race with him too. So like we're, we're literally, I think this month, this month coming up, I race all three weekends out of the month. And so my parents are like, Hey, can we go do this? Or, you know, like we, we do not have a fancy shop just, just for a, you know, to throw this out there. We have a, a wood frame shop that has been there. Um, it's, it's built up, you know, off the ground, no concrete poured. We have had that since before I was born and we have like a little pole barn deal set up and a little awning out of the garage. And we have all these race cars, you know, we make it work. Customers are happy with it. They think it's awesome. That's classic Um, short track racing though. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, most of the time we literally work on the car underneath the tree, underneath the awning because it's so hot in the garage. We took the AC out when I was probably about seven or eight years old when I was racing go-karts. My dad's like, look, this this electric bill's too high. This has got to go. So, you know, it's like an oven in there. And we built that dirt car over the last year in the oven. So we baked it until it was perfect. That's all I have to say. I mean, that's uh, you can't ask for anything better than that. So uh, tell everybody here before we let you go, uh, where can they find you next? What is next on the on your busy schedule? 
so what is next on my busy schedule? Um, this Saturday, August 28th, I will actually be in Daytona. I was invited to be on the uh, to work with the Racing Nuts show. They're doing a little car show deal at Dave & Buster's from 10 a.m. to noon, and I'm sure it'll run longer because the NASCAR race is obviously um, on Saturday as well. So I'm sure we'll yep. have a lot of people. Um, probably going to drive down the strip Daytona with one of the cars. Not sure if it'll be the dirt or the asphalt car. Uh, might pop in at New Smyrna and say hi to everybody. We're not sure yet, but I do race. Uh, let's see. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my calendar because I'm so busy. So I race September 11th at 417 Southern Speedway in Punta Gorda. I race September 18th at East Bay Raceway Park. And then I believe I have a week off. Then we go Hendry County. East Bay and 417 again. So, and, and then there's go kart races in between all that, but I have it all on my racing page. It's Rochelle Rudolph Racing on Facebook. I also post it on my Instagram, which is at rrochelle77. And it's the same thing for my TikTok because I post all my updates on there too. Perfect. Make sure you guys follow Rochelle there so you can keep up with her busy schedule because that's a lot. And that's how it should be. She's a racer and she's going to be all over the place. And um, maybe we'll run into you at Daytona on Saturday because the track has actually been invited uh, to have our champions honor during pre-race. So we'll all be down there. We are. Uh, it's unfortunate that we're not racing, but it's cool that we get to go to Daytona and honor our champions. So there's a good chance you might see us all, the new Smyrna uh, gang, walking around doing our thing. So we, maybe we, we'll run we, into you. We figured we'd spend our Saturday in Daytona since we're already going to be over there. Who doesn't want to, I might make little signs and stick them on the side of the race car. Just be like, go follow such and such while we're driving down the strip. It might, it might be a blast. I think we're probably going to go to the North Turn restaurant. I've never been there, but I've heard it's a cool place. And of course there's race cars that are there. So why wouldn't I go? That'd be a great place to go. Well, Hey, I want to thank you uh, very much for coming on the show, taking the time out of your day to do this and uh, learned a lot about you and uh, it just shows there's good racing all throughout the state. So whether you come to new Smyrna or you go somewhere else, you know, get to know these drivers and that's what we want to do on this show. So thank you so much for coming on. And uh, if you ever want to come on again, just let me know. Absolutely. Anytime, feel free to grab me at the end of the year and see what's going on for next year. Sounds good. Thank you very thank much, you. Rochelle. And uh, hopefully we'll see you at the, uh, At New Smyrna one of these days. If not, I'll make a trip down and and see you down there. Hopefully soon. Thank you. All right. You have a great night. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. Again, next week in a big, big show as we'll recap all the racing action from Daytona and recap our experience as our drivers get honored on the big stage during pre-race at the Coke Zero 400. So stay tuned. We hope to uh, have you on next week's show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day.